Caitlin Dale here, the chapter goddess. I am a mom, author, blogger, freelancer, podcaster, producer, and overall creative. With this show, I really want to focus on creatives and bring their authentic self to life. How are they motivated to pursue their passions? What have been the struggles along the way? Does self-care play an important role in who they are today and how they connect with the creative flow? Bringing one's authentic self to the forefront is important in this world that we live in currently. Sharing your self-care, your tips, and how you stay on track for things without losing it completely is also important. Self-care is not talked about enough, and authenticity and self-care are what I like to highlight with my creatives, as well as getting to know them. So get ready for a fun and entertaining show. Hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and let's get ready to meet this episode's guest. Hey, hey, everyone. I am excited to be back with you again this week live with another fantastic guest for you guys to meet. We are going to have a lot of fun on this episode talking about traveling, talking about books, and of course, self-care. So without further ado, let me bring in our guest for the day and let her introduce herself. Hey, hey. Hey, Maddie. Thank you so much for um, bringing me on. I love your intro. Oh my gosh. I'm so jealous. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love the upbeat music. It like helps me get going even on yeah. the days I'm just like, oh man, I need to pick me up. I'm dragging. But yeah. go ahead and introduce yourself to our viewers and tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do, and mm -hmm. about this fantastic book we're going to be chatting about. Yeah. So I am an editor, I'm an author, I'm a podcaster like you, we have a lot in common. Uh, so those are the things on my on my business card. Um, but I'm also an artist, that's a very important part of my life. Um, and um, we'll talk about how that invades my creative space. Uh, I freelance for a few publishing houses as a book coach and an editor. My sweet spot is content and developmental editing, but I can I can do all forms of editing. My preference is content and develop, developmental. Um, I also speak and teach at writers' conferences. I really love that because in my former life uh, as an educator and a, and a school principal, uh, I really loved teaching. I, I love the classroom. And when I became an administrator, I love staff development. I, 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 I know that that's where my gifting is, is, is in teaching, and it really shows. And so getting the opportunity to teach and to have hands-on training with other authors um, in various you know, stages of their writing journey um, is something very enjoyable to me. So in a nutshell, that... That is, um, that would be my background. There's, there's tons more, but no need to, to be boring people. <laughs> uh, no, I, it sounds, ex I think it's pretty awesome because yeah. as I, I can relate that it, you're constantly going and going, you've got so much going on, but it kind of also 
lets you bring your personal like creativity out and you share it with the world that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit about your book we're going to be talking about today. And you guys watching here is a brief cover image of it for you guys in the synopsis. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so that book, um, God's little black dress for women, um, how to put on the full armor of God without losing your femininity. That was a book that was birthed out of my love for um, training young people. And that those were my daughters. Uh, I am a stepmom between my husband and I, we have seven children and they're all girls except for one. Ooh. And yeah, but only four have ever lived with us at one time. Uh, and that book came out of me needing to be able to talk to my, my young adults about what it meant to be a Christian in a modern day world. And it was a training for myself also because we, there are lots of things that we grapple with and we're com confronted with and we're like, does the Bible really have anything to say about what is happening in modern day times? And so it was an ex it was, it was also an exploration for myself and I would share it with my girls and it, it morphed into a book. The church I was attending at the time allowed me to pilot it. And um, I then used that book to um, sponsor a family, uh, this mission field called Pioneers uh, to Mongolia. Mm -hmm. And it met, the, it met the purpose. It was a bunch of us who were fundraising for that family and it, it helped fulfill a need. And the family was able to go to Mongolia and they, they're, now, they're now back home and, and out of that particular organization. But I felt tremendous satisfaction and fulfillment in doing that. What I didn't know is that for the traditional market that would have ruined my chances to use to enter that book. So I, I, the same month that that book was published, I brought them, I brought that manuscript as a proposal and pitched it to a bunch of agents and publishing houses. And they were very interested in the, and one of the biggest literary agents in Christian publishing and just publishing in general, very a very powerful uh, and incredible uh, person gave me uh, feedback and and said I love the concept I think your writing is strong but this particular book needs to have platform you have to have more presence you have to have more followers and and at that time I was coming out of administration most of my writing was academic yeah <laughs> and. and most of it was um, journalistic in approach. It was very different in terms of we, we platform was not a thing. It was a story. Yeah. And so um, I, it was just a learning lesson. That book is a learning lesson. As an editor, now trained editor, uh, there are things that I would redo. And I've been talking to, to different publishers and agents about perhaps pitching that and repackaging it um, in a different format as, as like an anniversary edition. But the books, yeah, it still sells well in churches. And it, it was carried for a little bit by Lifeway. And it mm -hmm. still sells well at, at um, conferences, speaking engagements. And there are a few churches that carry it in its, in the bookstore. Yeah, Awesome. Well, I definitely like the concept of yeah. the armor of God rather than being the bulky stuff, as you mentioned, yeah. being the cute little black dress. Because that's, yeah. 
so much more. I feel like it's definitely a more modern take on that idea mm -hmm. because a yeah. lot of times it is hard to relate to that idea because you're like, yeah. I don't want to walk around with heavy, heavy stuff on. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I try to, um, each chapter uh, has a quote from an iconic designer or someone in mm -hmm. the fas fashion industry. And it builds on that. It's very relatable to females, especially women who are girly and into fashion. And and I love Coco Chanel. I think her story is fascinating. If any of you know anything about the Bible, her story is very similar to a character in a Bible called Esther. Um, you know, so, there's so many parallels. And I kind of saw her as my little Esther. And then I talked a lot about her life. Her life was tremendously difficult. And she she really made um, beauty for ashes in, in her entire life. And even though she's long gone, there's so much about Coco Chanel that is iconic. Um, everybody knows, everyone knows about the little black dress. Um, yeah. yeah. And there, and she's constantly quoted, you know, so um, lots of parallels and I'm proud of that project, but I've learned a lot from it. <laughs> what not yes. to do <laughs> man it's amazing the things you can learn once you start the writing journey and you mentioned having to build a platform yeah. how did you begin that process because i know there's a lot of authors out there indie and traditional that are having that same struggle knowing where to start yeah yeah so so the rejection letter from from this particular agent that i was really hoping would have picked me up i use that that rejection letter as a, a blueprint for what I would do. He talked about, he talked about um, the engagement on my website. He talked about um, being established on different platforms. And so I explored having, you know, which platform would, would vibe with my personality best. And my sweet spot is Instagram. Uh, I, I have a decent amount of, of followers. I'm not viral like some so many others, but I'm engaged, and I'm also I'm also um, it 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 has a very professional look to it. It's very branded, and everything is branded across all of the platforms, including Twitter, LinkedIn, um, my professional Facebook page, and so it shows consistency in being branded. And then I also followed what he had said in terms of email list, every conference I went to, I would pick up different, I would pick up more and more people and, and know if they took a class for me or they signed up for an appointment, I would be like, Ooh, do you want to join my email list? And so I grew my email list. And so that helps you to grow your platform. I also, I also decided I wasn't going to blog by myself anymore. And so I blog with a team of people. Uh, I recent, yeah, I recently yeah. opened up a, a, a blog. So I, I manage, even though it's one blog, there are actually three facets to it. There's one that's called dressing in God's love. It's mm -hmm. more geared. It's more devotionals for women by women and those who love them. And then there's a blog called murder mystery and mayhem laced with morality. Ooh. Yeah. Because I'm also, yes. I'm also a thriller writer. And, and my first thriller is coming out in 2024 by Endgame Press. It's called A Fifth of the Story. Ooh. Yeah. And so that blog deals with like book reviews. It deals with uh, things in that particular industry and also the writer's journey, even if 
we review a book that's not a suspense or thriller. And then the third blog that I just started is called The Man Cave. And those Ooh. are, those are yeah, those are devotionals and uh, pieces by men for men. And it has a Christian slant. My Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem is not, it's not a Christian blog. But because I'm a Christian, I have a Christian worldview when it comes to everything. Yeah. And that's totally, totally awesome. I love that. I like that idea of having a team to do your blog because blogging is hard. I am a blogger too. And it's like, oh man, I've got to go this, this, and this, but I'm slowly working towards that idea of eventually getting a team, but I'm still relatively new to it as well. Um, So in writing the stories that you have, Mm -hmm. what is your writing process like? Do you stick kind of with a plan or do you just come up with an idea and run with it? Yeah. So for the blogging, uh, that is very planned. I am a planner. Uh, I learned that from being a school administrator. Our calendar is planned a year in advance and it is broken down into, well, first one, one central theme. Like for instance, this year, our theme is focus um, because it changes everything. That's our, that's our overall theme. And each month we have a scripture reference and then we have like the breakdown of what we're, what we want, what we're attempting to um, capture and, and what overall theme. And so, and it all has to do with focus. So, yeah. And then all of our bloggers receive their assignments. So, you know, a year in advance when your piece is due, when it, com- when it comes out. And so that's, that is super exciting. So that so that's for the and also we meet monthly. You know, we have um, we have little trainings. We are very engaged in supporting each other, and that is, has really made a huge difference. Um, in terms of my fiction writing, that's a whole different story. So my fiction writing. I start with the seed of an idea, something that's really appealing to me. And because because I love the thriller genre and because of my husband's former career where he worked in DIA would be, the best way to describe that would be, um, it's sort of like the CIA of the military. He worked in a, he worked, that's the best way to describe what he did. And his his work, gives me just an enormous, uh, unlimited amount of ideas and things that I can take off and write about. So so even though they're works of fiction, they start off with maybe an actual event that has happened. I change the name and the places and all of that, but they're things that are happening in our our world, our country right now that I can take and and create this story about. So I... We'll start with the synopsis. I will start with my my characters, and then they start dictating the story. So I then morph from a plotter and become a pantser. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. I'm kind of a blancer myself, so yeah. it's I try to be like a heavy outliner, but it just yeah. the story doesn't like to come out that way. Yeah. And I've learned to give myself grace when it does not want to stick to the way I wrote it. So Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, how does your travels influence your writing? Because I know you were you just recently got back in town, right? So share a little yeah. bit about that story. 
and like where you went yeah that as well sorry that's know it's a big chunk so <laughs> oh no no that's totally cool yeah i just returned from guatemala and i travel there often uh i often how that started is my husband worked there for a couple of years and i also work with two nonprofits. Uh, one i teach for them i'm a virtual art teacher and I teach middle school and high school art. And um, I do that once a week. I've been doing that for about three years, going on four. And um, that organization is called Light for the Future. And they have a school that is located in the middle of a landfill. So my students Ooh. live in a landfill. And it's, wow. it's yeah, it's, it's difficult for, for people to imagine until I share pictures and videos of it. Uh, and it's just a, a humbling wake up call that we are really blessed in America. I know that people struggle with poverty and unfair um, odds. I understand that here in our country, but there are places that we go where we have to be really thankful for what we have because people don't want to be, they don't want to be born in those circumstances. But, but when you see, what people are born into and the odds they have to overcome. It's difficult for us to tell people something like pull yourself up by your bootstraps because there are no bootstraps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the families in that particular area, they live by going through the, the landfill and figuring out how to make a living, whether it's taking glass and, and packaging it and, and, and turning it in for money whether it's going through and seeing if you can salvage things to fix and sell. Uh, and it's very dangerous. The landfill, if you look at it from afar, it looks like mountains and that's how high it is. And, and Guatemala is very mountainous. So, so if you look from it from afar, it, it appears as if it's a mountain, but it's garbage. And so it can be dangerous because um, we've, had, we've had people in the community who died in, um, in sinkholes, they have disappeared in, into in the sinkholes in, in, in there. And so they're working on making that safer. But and then just imagine the disease, the kind of the kind of um, animals that that would attract wow. living in those circumstances. Mm. And so I, I get great fulfillment in, in um, you know, going there for that. I also sit on the board of another organization called Submersion 14. And they go into different parts of the world, but their concentration is in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And the community is similar. It's more that particular community that they work with. It's more um, remote, but they, they deal with the same issues of poverty. And um, yeah. that is done directly through a, um, a church and a pastor. And, but the work there is is also incredible in terms of building houses, uh, helping um, the church with building better um, amenities for the schools that they for the school that they have, and helping to provide for the, the children, especially the ch marginalized ch women and children. Yeah. Man, wow, that is mm -hmm. amazing that you're getting to help yeah. and be involved in that. Yeah. Ooh. Has that influenced any of your writing, getting to travel and have that opportunity? Yeah. So that it, it gives me a um, that because some of the things I write about 
politically that can impact because um, because my stuff is about thriller and it's about um, espionage and domestic and and, and um, global terrorism and and, and it, issues that we face and, and and issues of our security and so traveling to other countries helps me to see first of all how other people visual how they look at America which is very interesting because it because when you're in your own country, you're just kind of in your own bubble. You know, you see our, you, you look at our, our news stations and that kind of stuff. And we're a little self-absorbed, you know. But when when you get out and you start looking at how other people perceive us, and you you start looking like I was, I was in Guatemala, and the, yes, they have issues. There are issues with gangs. There are issues with poverty. Uh, lots of challenges, but then you see the news and you see all the mass shootings that we had in the States and the way that they cover it. And it, it makes you think like, wow, we, we're here. It's almost normalized. We're like, oh, okay, no, another mass shooting. But there, it's a big deal. It's not normal for them. Yeah. So, and that, that has happened in a number of countries I've, I've gone to and looked at the news from their perspective. I'm like, oh, we have problems too. Like there's some countries that are putting us on their do not travel to list. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that we've become to the, we've come to the point that mass shootings have become somewhat normal. It, it shouldn't yeah. be that way, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's just, that's a rough spot and definitely yeah, could totally take us down a rabbit hole. Yeah. It but, could, it could. Oh man. Yeah. I like that you're traveling and stuff gets to kind of get pulled into your work. Um, yeah. with everything you're involved in though, how do you take care of yourself mentally? Do you have a self-care routine that you kind of stick to? Yeah. So I, I am a martial arts enthusiast. Um, Ooh. I, uh, yeah, I love, uh, well, give me a movie with some martial arts. I'm just, I'm like, I believe it all. I'm like, yeah, I'm, t- yeah, I'm thinking lots of movies is what yeah. comes in my head right now. So yes. Crouching tiger, hidden dragon, you know, I'm all over stuff like that. Um, And so you give me a thriller with some martial arts. I'm just, I'm just a sucker for that stuff. So, and, and so I am a black belt in Taekwondo. Um, I don't spend the time in the studio that I would like to, I'm, I'm planning to do that this year. Um, and I, because I used to help teach and and that sort of stuff. And so I, I'm really looking forward forward to doing that. I, I've also run um, boot camps for women and all of that. So I'm, I'm a gym rat for sure. And so going to the gym is a, is a huge part of my life. And, and we even have our home gym. We have no excuse. So taking care of myself physically is really important. And I do, I get bored time to time. So I try not to do the same thing all the time. So right now I'm really into cycling and so I have a, I have a bike and I try to get out on my bike a couple of times a week. So th- those are some of the things I try to do. I'm a person of faith. And so that's another way that I take care of myself. I, um, I commit time to meditating, I commit time to uh, reading my scriptures, to reading devotionals, lis- listening to uplifting words that encourage your faith attending uh, worship services with other uh, people of faith is incredibly important to me, having a community 
around me. Um, I am a nurturer. And so friendships are really important to me. Family is important to me. And, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, family is complicated. So I create pockets of family all around me. Even, even if, even if things can go amiss with your own family, I make sure that there's a family unit around um, our family. Like, even, like I was explaining to you about my trip with Guatemala, like my husband and I've been there so much. We have friends there. Um, and, and yeah, and so those relationships are so satisfying and such a blessing. Many of those relationships feel just like blood relatives. And I also... I also make sure I do little things for myself, like I get my hair done, I, I'll get my nails done, those kind of, once in a while I'll get a massage or a facial, those kinds of things or yes. help with self-care, yeah. Those are awesome things, I love it. And I that's one of my things for my shows is to highlight self-care. I actually was on, I went to a convention, SoonerCon in Oklahoma over the weekend, and I got to sit on yeah. an actual live panel for self-care. Wow. And holy cow, the impact just that panel had. I was amazed. I had people coming by my booth and chatting with me, talking to with me about the different things that from that panel, because I was, I was like the only author, and there were some um, other artists, a cosplayer, and stuff on there. And it was just really, really cool to see the different things people have struggled with and the different techniques they's, they have used to do their yeah. self-care. And I was just like totally blown away. So it's I've kind of yeah. got a new understanding of it for the show because of that. And it's, oh, wow. I love getting it out there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and for authors, oh my God, what a great approach because authors, we neglect ourselves. I, mm -hmm. I am guilty. I know I go to bed way too late and I wake up too early. It is not, a, not recommended um, because I'm a night person and I'm a morning person, which is a very bad mix. So I have to, I have to, you know, my husband, he's always getting on. He thinks he's my dad. So he's always getting on me about going to bed on time and, and he's right. So I've got to do a better job at that. And another thing that we often don't talk about is uh, mental, men, our men, mental um, stability. Uh, authors spend lots of time alone. We're in isolation. And I know we have our families. I know you've got, your, you know, you, you're a mom. My, even though my baby is 15, um, I, I have my 23 year old and my husband and it doesn't matter. It's still family and there's still needs. Yeah. You, you, you still have to, nurture your family unit but what about what about that mental part that we often neglect so i i remember um going i i uh, made the the decision i started seeing a therapist i got mm -hmm. some therapy because like i said isolation rejection if you you're yeah. an author you're going to deal with so much rejection oh, yeah. i get so much rejection I'm like, I, I don't even remember that I sent this to you. So I, that's, yes. you know. so, so with the isolation, the rejection, these are all things that can mess with us and then real life happening. So seeing a therapist was a blessing, especially after COVID, with, uh, during oh, yeah. the COVID yeah. epidemic, yeah, pandemic, I lost my brother and my mom eight weeks apart. Mm -hmm. And I was very close to both of them. And I, 
I finally got um, therapy for that. That was that was amazing. It was a great thing to do. A lot of times we don't talk about stuff like that. Sometimes it's not as taboo as it as it used to be, but yeah. um, especially in Christian spaces, sometimes uh, unfortunately. Um, this attitude of, you know, your faith can fix everything is unhealthy. You know, we mm-hmm. sometimes we do need, we, we do need medical intervention. We do need the support of a counselor or a therapist. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, so I'm so glad you brought that up. The self- yeah, no, it is very, I love talking about it. And that was one thing like they really hit on was the stigmatism of that. It's a bad thing. Right. Like mm-hmm. people are going to like, look at you different. I'm like, dude, no. Like we're entering right. that that time of life where people are being more gracious about it, thankfully. But like, yeah. there are so many ways to get therapy because I even used therapy for a little bit following the pandemic, um, or maybe it was during that time. Is so like long; it's hard to figure out when Dark. it started and end anymore. But I did it through an app and chatted with a therapist like once a week. But there's so many options for people to do that and get help, and like mm-hmm. they were sharing their tidbits and stuff. So I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to bring even more focus on it. And just because that's mm-hmm. one of my desires is to get out there different tips and ways for people to find self-care and take care of themselves, you know? Yes. So, yeah. That's fantastic. And it kind of seems like you're getting along with that, too, with some of the stuff you've written. And especially with that book that we uh, mentioned at the start of the show, bring it yeah. up again, uh, God's Little Black Dress for Women. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it seems like women kind of like you're reaching to them like, hey, here's a different way to look at things. This might help Yeah, so. Yeah. And it's okay to be pretty. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's yes. okay. Yeah. Hey, girl, you want to get that mommy makeover for the facelift? Or, you know, do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Man. So with this all out there, what do you have on the horizon in your writing career? Do you have another book planned? Yes. Um, funny you should say it. I'm a just I'm just about a chapter away, a chapter or two away from finishing the prequel to a fifth of the story. So a fifth of the story is based on a group of friends who are in the FBI and the CIA, and it mm-hmm. and each book is centralizes on one particular character. And so mm-hmm. my plan is to is to have five books. And so most of them are outlined. Most of them, I, I know the characters that they're going to be about. And so this particular book that I'm almost done with is called By the Zeal of Fire. And it is about a female FBI agent. And oh man, is that a rocky ride. So she's an African-American and mm-hmm. there's lots of things that I can, I can um, you know, identify with with her because she's even though the world sees her as african-american especially here in america because you think we like to put people in boxes and to know exactly what they are um she's like me um she is she's diverse her background is diverse and so i get to i get to explore that and see how that looks and she is also in an inter interracial um marriage and then i get to explore that yeah and I know all about that because my family is very diverse. And so um, that's exciting. So it's by the zeal of fire, I'm, I'm writing all about this character called 
Patricia Payne or Petty Payne. Um, and I get to see her repair her broken marriage, repair her heart. She's, she's dealt with lots of things um, like child loss. Um, she's, de she, she's dealing with troubles on the job, uh, lots, the kidnapping of some of beloved family members. It is, yeah, it's exciting. And so I'm about to finish that book and then I'm off to write the next one. Yeah. Yes, our job of, as authors is, is never done. There's always another story to tell. I love that. And with that, Catherine, Dr. Catherine Hutchinson Hayes, thank you so much for being on the show. Go ahead and tell our listeners and viewers where they can find you, follow you, and grab copies of your work. Yeah. So the best place to come alongside me and hang out, because I, I am very much um, someone who loves to hang out with readers. Uh, is on my website. It's um, www.drcatherine.com. It's very simple. And there you can find me. You can connect with the podcast. Um, it's super fun. Uh, we connect with all kinds of um, industry professionals and authors all over the world. It's listened to in over 30 countries and um, has a, a, a wide listener base. And so that's a great place to hang out if you like thriller books, if you're a writer and you can learn about the journey. You can be a children's writer and learn tons on that particular podcast. And then we get lots of fans of some of our authors are, are, are big time. And so you get their fans that want to listen to them and hear behind the scenes juicy tidbits and, and stuff like that. So that's fun. And then there you can also check out the blogs. There's something for lots of us, you know, devotionals, um, book reviews. Now we're having a place for guys to hang out to. And so that's fun. And I'm also on Instagram um, at uh, Dr. author Dr. Catherine on Instagram and also on Twitter. And But my landing page on the website will take you to all of those places. Yeah. Awesome. And you guys hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already. I also want to make sure to mention that today we are sponsored by Creative Edge Publicity. They are a great place for authors yes. to connect and get Woo, themselves. Nikki Mickelson. Yes, Nikki is pretty awesome, I will admit, yeah. guys. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us and look forward to more shows on the horizon. You guys know we've always got at least one show a week here on the Chapter Goddess Chat. And with that, everybody have a great afternoon. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to get future notifications when shows come out. Also, be sure to check out my website. I have a blog featuring this creative with some other fun and interesting questions. You can also subscribe to my newsletter there to stay up to date with all things The Chapter Goddess and Madeline Dale. Once again, thanks for watching and have a great rest of the day.